This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Pamela Online Podcast, Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Psych Publisher Tim Watts. And typically, when Tim joins us here on the podcast, it means breaking news is on the way. And that's the case again today, Tim, as an area of great value, regardless of who you are, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. You look in the defensive backfield, you want those long, talented DBs, guys that can play a number of positions in today's game. And it looks like the Alabama Crimson Tide has added another one of those individuals in Kyrie Jackson, the 6'3", 197-pound corner from East Mississippi Community College. Talk about what this means for Alabama, exactly how big it is for this 2021 class. You know, I think anytime you get a guy. Now, the thing about Kyrie is, I mean, when they say he's a 6'3 uh, corner, he's a boundary guy. I mean, he could play other positions, but almost, you know, with my 20 plus years of doing this, when I hear people say he's a 6'3, 6'2, 6'4 cornerback, I always know he's probably going to end up at free safety. I mean, it's hard to be that tall and have the quickness and have the hips and everything else. But this guy, I'm telling you, this guy, he's a rarity. And he's long and, you know, he's got great ball skills. He's smart. You know, when I went back and watched, I loved his junior college film, obviously. He was a standout. He was smart. He, he could press. He could play man. He could drop back. He did, he did so many different things. But when you look at his high school film and watch him at wide receiver, you sort it makes more of an understand, makes you understand a little bit better about the versatility of this kid and how he almost, you know, a defensive back, he almost looks like he's running routes and he's certainly anticipating watching the quarterback's eyes. So a very elite type talent, you know, when you get to junior college, you know, those guys are, you know, Alabama tends to try to sign those guys that are coming into play right away. And to me, this is a guy that's coming in right away to compete for a starting position, you know, obviously possibly losing a guy like Pat Trattain and having that spot opened up. And, you know, this is a guy uh, who's matured a little bit more. Now you get a high school kid, you know, they're, they're 18 years old going on 19 usually, this kid's 21 years old. He's going to be a little bit hungry because you think about it. This guy's Jeff Blauser in a contract year. He is going to be <laughs> he's going to have a chance to be one and done. He can smell the end of the road for him, and he's a motivated young man for sure. Wow, a Jeff Blauser reference here on the, the dude, podcast. The dude That's... hits 500 every year he had a contract <laughs> and, hit, and hit 100 every year he didn't. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. It definitely is a contract year for Kyrie Jackson as he looks to make that jump to the Power 5 level. Um, And a guy who, at Fort Scott Community College, as a freshman, 
in the Jayhawk Conference, which, by the way, we talk so much about Mississippi Junior College football, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. Mississippi Junior College football is the SEC, a JC football. No one's going to argue that. But they play damn good football out in the Jayhawk, too. I mean, if you've seen uh, Independence on uh, Last Chance U, um, Fort Scott can, can ball. And so – that tape that we do have of Kyrie Jackson from that freshman season, you're right, 6'3", very long, helps him impress coverage. He's able to use his hands on receivers before they can really get into their route. Uh, you mentioned that sometimes you have a concern with the taller corners in terms of the ability to flip their hips and change direction efficiently. He looks to be advanced for a bigger corner in that regard, and I like his downhill play. You know, This is a guy that you know, he looks sort of spindly in some way because he is long and six three, but he closes he'll extremely well. And yeah, he brings something with him, Tim, when he gets there. Yeah, he'll hit you. He doesn't mind that physical contact, probably from those years of high school of him getting hit. It's payback time, so um he gets to flip the coin. But yeah, this isn't a guy that that's scared of contact. He's strong, he's quick. Uh, just a lot to like about. Very unique. I haven't really seen a defensive prospect, defensive back prospect in junior college, as unique and as good as this guy. He's probably the favorite I've seen. Looking forward to seeing him. You know, he flips over to East Mississippi Community College with Buddy. Um, Buddy, you know, he's you know, you know Buddy's going to coach and get the most out of you, and you know he's going to get even better this year. So a lot to look, a lot to like about this guy. Yeah, Kyrie Jackson, a final four, I guess, of Alabama, Florida, Oklahoma, and Oregon. Um, you had a couple, and you still have, I guess, a couple of UA targets at the high school level at the corner position, sort of intertwined, I guess, with Jackson and his recruitment. Jason Marshall recently committed to Florida, the five-star high school corner from South Florida. And then you, of course, also have right here in state, Jaquincy McKinstry, uh, that the Alabama Crimson Tide definitely involved with. But when you watch Jackson, you you alluded to this earlier, uh, you watch Jackson on tape, this isn't a fallback guy. This is a guy that you, in my opinion, would take regardless of your situation. And it, And I guess with that, you don't sort of look at his connection to Alabama as sort of contingent with McKinstry or guys like Marshall, uh-huh. right? No, these are totally different animals. I mean, especially defensive back. Alabama didn't sign a lot of defensive backs last year, especially corners. This year, I mean, it's a reach, but, I mean, Josh Job is draft eligible. Ronald Williams is draft eligible. Um, obviously, Pat Sertain, who I think ESPN mocked him at number two. Yeah. Really high. I'd be surprised to see him go that high. But uh, he's going to be a first-round draft pick, you know, with Pat. So, He's probably gone. So they have so many openings up. I mean, they got Devonta Smith committed, but he's different than Kyrie. When you look at him, he's probably more of that star guy. And then, of course, you got Jaquincy McKinstry, who they call Kool-Aid, who's a top target. Five-star guy from Birmingham, Alabama's looking at. Being dual recruited by Nate Oates and um, obviously Nick Saban. Auburn's in the pitcher. LSU's in the pitcher. I still don't know how much LSU's in the pitcher. I know he likes Corey Raymond. But I really think it's an in-state battle. I mean, Bruce Pearl, Gus Malzahn's tag team, and then Alabama's doing the same with Saban and Nate Oates. And, and uh, Alabama, one of, probably one of their best recruiters with Carl Scott, you know, digging in there. So a battle. But, yeah, no no, no uh, way this guy's a Kyrie's a fallback guy. He's a guy that can come in. You're going to have that opening. And there's going to be plenty of opportunity 
next year because it'll be pretty much a young group on the cornerback position. Safety's a little different, but cornerback, there's going to be a lot of competition. You said it earlier. This is a guy who turned 21 on Tuesday of this week. So we're talking about a guy who's been around and he's experienced both on the field and in life. And he helps you get a little older at a position where, as you outlined so well, Tim, you're likely going to need it. When we come back on the Bama Online Podcast, we'll talk about the primary recruiters involved with Kyrie Jackson. That and more with Tim Watts, site publisher for BamaOnline.com, coming up right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're back with more of the Bama Online Podcast, a breaking news edition of the pod following the commitment of Kyrie Jackson, a 6'3", 197-pound cornerback from East Mississippi Community College, the nation's number two-ranked junior college corner for the cycle of 2021. He has verbal to the Crimson Tide. So primary recruiter, Tim, was this a Freddie Roach sort of production? Was this another one of those patented tag teams, maybe – Nick Saban, I would think, given his background at the position, and regardless, Nick's going to be involved heavily, right? Oh yeah, they're not doing much. They're not doing much without the boss's permission. But you know, with Freddie, you know, he had that connection at East Mississippi Community College, having worked there, I believe, uh, has strong ties to Buddy Stevenson. He knows that staff really well. So Freddie's definitely heavily involved from his relationship there. You're not going to slide a defensive back by Carl Scott. He's going to heavily be involved. And uh, Kyrie mentions both of those guys. And, of course, like you said, Nick Saban's a defensive back guy. He's an old school guy now. He's, he's gotten up there, but he still loves those defensive backs, I'm told. So when he picks one out, takes particularly interest in them. I think he still enjoys the defensive back position, the corners especially. So, yeah, all three of them were involved. And that's one thing with Alabama. We've said it through the years, but this staff more than any – you're seeing a lot of two and three people involved with everybody. I mean, this staff seems to work really. And I didn't feel it was that way a couple of years ago in 2018. I had, a, I think you had a little bit more of me, guys. Look what I'm doing. But here I think Alabama, you're getting everybody chipping in and working for that same goal in most of these situations. And it pays off. And, hey, you know what? That's that's It makes sense when you're talking. You don't necessarily want your offensive line coach talking to your cornerback more than your cornerback coach because they don't speak the same language so the area doesn't really come into play as much as it used to you know when i started and when me and you started it used to be that's your area you go get them so you'd have a running back you'd have a running back coach talking to a defensive lineman in a part of the country he's not even from so i think that's one of the things that made nick saban special he did it at michigan state he definitely did it at lsu and then we get to alabama he's refined it even more so yeah team effort with alabama but Freddie Roach, he's coming into his own. You better watch him. He's yeah. uh, getting his name out there. We're mentioning him more and more this year. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, we said this. When you get to a school, it takes you a little while to build those relationships. Freddie hadn't even been here a year yet, but I think he's going to be one to watch. He's just an easy guy to be around. Kids talk about him sort of a little bit younger, so I think kids just relate to him really well. 
Freddie with a couple of hits at both levels in the state of Mississippi in which you want to be a real factor. Obviously, the high school level. He was a part of the flip, right, of Kadarius Callaway from Mississippi yeah. State and to we, Alabama and now at the junior college level there. That Callaway kid, we're not talking about him near enough. I think he's probably going to end up at safety. But when you look at him, uh, that's a kid that could grow into H-back and outside linebacker. You know, and the thing about Callaway is his film was so weird. I mean, they put out, you know, we get some, you know, you try to tell the kids to like, it's a highlight film. It's not a, it's not like an, you know, a lifetime achievement award at the Oscars where they show a little bit of every movie you've ever been in. It needs to be highlights and the best ones need to be up front. And Callaway had one that primarily had him look like, look like a wide receiver where he's a solid three-star wide receiver. Had him listed as a wide receiver in our database. But then when we get his film, he cuts it down to six minutes and then he cut it down to four minutes. And that's a kid that's not getting talked about nearly enough. Um, so yeah, it's one of going to be one of the steals of the class. Freddie Roach was on him. He was on Kyrie. So it's not surprising. Alabama guy was coaching at Ole Miss, you know, so it's not surprising to see him make some inroads in the, in the dirty South, so to speak. I think we're good then. Right, Tim, following the commitment of Kyrie Jackson to the Alabama Crimson Tide, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No, they've just done a good job. You know, we've touched, touched on this before. I just feel like this class, I think they were very patient I cannot say the same about all Alabama fans, but I think <laughs> Saban was very patient and uh, putting his uh, Dr. Ray and David Ballou plan together and their Zoom calls and how they were going to handle. And they did a good job of taking it step by step and and saying, hey, we're going to see if we have camps. OK, we're not having camps, so let's adjust. And they've adjusted really well. They've targeted really well. And this isn't somebody they haven't went after. 200 prospects to get the the commitments they've got they've really focused and honed in on, on several of their top guys and they're hitting at a pretty high rate so seeing that class climb to number two challenging ohio state which was unthinkable usain bolt it was yeah. absolutely usain bolt it was uh <laughs> they were they looked like they were waving at their mom at the that at, at, finish line yeah, two thirds. Yeah, two thirds of the way through the race. So Alabama's did a good job even to get in that discussion because Ohio State is having a great class, and they're ahead of Clemson, who's having a great class, and they have roughly the same number of commitments. So great job by this staff in a very interesting time in the world. So still a long way to go. There'll be some twists and turns. There'll be some ups and there'll be some downs. So it's going to be an interesting ride on BOL. Yeah, getting into the upper teens in terms of commitments for this Alabama class for the 2021 cycle, but still plenty of room, still plenty of room for more. And you're going to want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. As we take you through the entire process, Tim Watts, Hank South, those guys are unmatched when it comes to recruiting coverage. So keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. The roundtable is a great place to post up the premium message board of choice for UA fans globally. And of course, we'll have you taken care of right here on the Bama Online podcast as well. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online podcast? Leave a rating and a review while you're there. We greatly appreciate that as well. Thanks a lot, Tim. Appreciate it. See you guys soon. Tim Watts, site publisher, BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryers, thanking you once again for joining us here on the podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. 
of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.